Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Journey to Becoming, a memoir podcast. And this episode is taken from a Facebook Live video I did. So you may have to forward to the one minute mark or so to get to the goods. Thanks for listening and be sure to come back again soon. Looks like we left. Okay, here's something cool. So let me like see. Let me see. If you click the banner on your screen, you'll get a free month of Pandora music without any ads. That's all your favorite music with zero interruptions. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Uh, let me go on my page to see. Oh. Either cancel or keep I am alive. For just five bucks a month. <sighs> let me see here. Music streaming. Ready to try it? So, because click I'm on StreamYard. I cannot see my comments. So when you finally get the whole family, let me try to click on the same time. Money is probably the on my page to see. Let me turn it off. I see that a couple people are in here. Hello, hello, hello. This is my second time using StreamYard. I like it so far, but I see the title of the broadcast is actually what I put in the description. But whatever. Can y'all hear me? Let me know if y'all can hear me. What the title should have actually been was why why we don't get what we want. Let me invite some people in. If I can. <laughs> okay, share with friends. <sighs> Hey y'all, hey y'all, hey y'all, hey y'all. Please say hi when y'all come in so I know that y'all are in. Listen, it's hot in this kitchen. I have no idea why whoever constructed the kitchen did not put vents in here for air or heat. So, just gotta bear with whatever. But let me know if y'all can hear me. Whoever Raven Sky, what is going on? How are you doing? Happy belated birthday. Did you have a good birthday, Raven? 
Listen, <sighs> no air. And like nobody didn't notice it. No air in this kitchen. So my little hot box, but be sweating and carrying on. You see my glasses fogging up. Hey, Danita. But let me just go on and say what I got to say. Glory days. Okay. Initially, I was going to say that we attract what we are, not what we want. But I was just like, let me just name this why we don't get what we want. Okay, that's good. So let me start by saying my name is Fia Hollins. I am a writer. You see, I always change stuff up. That's that's just a Gemini me, whatever. I am a writer, coach, but overall, I'm just a messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. I can't see how my glass. Let me see if I drink some water or something. Then I don't want to open the window because my kid's cat jumps in the window. And but in order for him to do so, it's like he jumps over the dishes and stuff. And I I ain't for that. I don't like all that. Let's see if that'll help a little bit. Sorry, y'all. <sighs> and the thing is, it was it's like cool. The house is actually cool. But this kitchen, it has the best lighting. So I was like, let me sit in here forgetting that there's no ventilation. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just not going to think about it. It's whatever. But I want to say that we attract, oh my God, that air feels great. We attract what we are, not what we want. So let me say it again. We attract what we are. Hey, Shalice, not what we want. That's unless, of course, what we are and what we want are in alignment. Most often than not, we say things like, we want a relationship. We want to be in this relationship, right? We want a good man or we want a good woman. But oftentimes, we haven't done the work that's necessary to get that man or that woman. This is not going to worry me today. I'm trying not to think about it too, Raven. The, the wind is blowing. It's, it's, it's great. But... It's like my face is hot, which is fogging up the glass. It's like, I don't feel like my body is hot. It's just my face. But 
we don't do the work that is necessary to get what it is that we want. So what happens is like, let me just say for me. So for years, I was just in and out of relationships. So I was not letting any time pass when I left one to get with the other because I was convinced that it was them and not me. And most of the time, like, that's going to annoy me, y'all. Most of the time, we have to look at the repeated patterns in our life and be honest with ourselves and say, now everybody that I'm getting with can't be trash. And let's say everybody that you get with is trash. That also says a lot about you as well. I hope that makes sense. Because I'm not about to sugarcoat none of this stuff. Because the reality is I am, it, it makes me sad when I see women, I mean, it happens to men too, but the majority of people that come to me, let me just do this. The majority of people that come to me are women. So it makes me sad though, when I see these like beautiful, talented, about their business, just, just got it going on, these women, who really, at the end of the day, just really don't know their worth. And this is not me judging. This is me just making a statement because I was there before, too. I was there for a long time. I was there pretty much all of my 20s. See that? See, just that? You see? As soon as it touched my face, it fogged up. Ain't shit. All of my 20s, a large part of my 30s, because I started really on this healing journey, like at the, when I was almost 40 years old. So almost seven years ago. So it makes me sad because a lot of the times it's people that who don't want to do the work. And doing the work is absolutely not easy at fucking all, not easy but when i tell you it is so worth it so all of my 20s i'm just going to say pretty much all of my life let me just say that up until i was able to date up until maybe up until like maybe three three to five years ago i was attracting unavailable people so that can be emotionally unavailable, physically unavailable, just unavailable. And the thing about that was the reason why I was attracting those types of people is because, honestly, I was unavailable. So no matter how much I said, oh, I want to be in a, in a loving relationship, I want to be with somebody that treats me good, doesn't cheat on me, just just a genuine, honest person. And the reality is, what well, the reality reality was, 
I was asking for those things, but I wasn't about shit either, though. Look. So that's hard for people to really do to really look at themselves and say, can I match whatever it is that I'm asking for? So here it is. I'm asking for somebody who can be like honest and genuine and be good to me. But I was out here. I was out here not really giving of myself to anybody either. I was a hot mess too. I was being deceitful and being dishonest and I was manipulating folks and just getting with people just to get what I can get. See, we don't talk about that stuff though. So then when it didn't work out, it was like this self-fulfilling prophecy though. Like, well, I know it wasn't going to work because I know he wasn't about nothing because people ain't about shit. You know, that kind of stuff. When it's like the reality is that I wasn't even, that's not even what I wanted. Does that make sense? Raven, when I tell you the doing the work part, I can say now since I'm like at the end of it, but I'm always going to be doing the work because the work is never over. But I am enjoying, I have enjoyed this journey, this whole seven year journey. I'm telling you. Because I, I was tired of attracting just trash. Then I'm like, okay, Fiat, what is the theme here? You are the common denominator. And I'm like, oh, my God. I had abandonment issues, so I was just running people off. I was doing all types of crazy mess. And then we married themselves or someone like them. Right. <laughs> right, Vanessa. That's what I'm saying. See you, but you already know, but you, you've done the work. You already know. People don't take that into consideration though, when they're out here asking for stuff. And that goes for not just relationships, not even just romantic relationships. That goes for friendships, platonic, you know, relationships, all of that. I didn't have a lot of quality friends. I definitely didn't have a, a lot of quality relationships. Had I Knowing what I know now, 99% of the people that I entertain would not have had a chance. 99%. Like 1%, that's like pushing it. So think of all of the people or the people that you've entertained or been with when it didn't work out. When you start doing the work, you really start seeing why it didn't work out. So, the biggest part of my, the stuff that I had to go through, because you know you got to go through stuff to get to where it is that you're supposed to be. I could not understand for the life of me why it was that all I attracted were married men. And if they weren't married, they were in committed relationships. And if they weren't married or in committed relationships, they were emotionally unavailable. So 
after going through years of therapy. So I've gone to therapy and I've done a lot of self-healing too. I read a lot. When I tell y'all, I can read for like eight hours a day straight and still think that's not enough time. And not just reading just to read. I take notes. I highlight. I digest information because at the end of the day, I am here to find out what my life's purpose was and to help people find out what their purpose is so that they can be in alignment. Because at the end of the day, we all have to reach this level of self-actualization. Everybody has to. Otherwise, you're not going to be fulfilled at all, period. So we're not here to suffer, although a lot of us are here to struggle. And struggle gets a bad rap. Struggle is not necessarily bad. Struggle pretty much tests your, your strength and your endurance and your Let's see how much fight you have in you. You know what I'm saying? So that you can take what you learn and share it with the world. So which is why I'm always advocating for people to share their story. It's important that we share our story because you can bet. Listen, I was doing good. Come on, glasses. You can bet that there's at least one person out there that's going through what you've been through or what you're going through now, who needs to see how you got to the other side. So they don't sit here and think that this is the end all be all. When I tell you, once I learned not to take shit personally, if I can say any one thing about, if I could just say one thing, I would say not to take anything personally, nothing. Nothing. Not somebody breaking up with you. Not somebody calling you out your name. Not somebody telling you you're not pretty enough. Somebody telling you that you, whatever. When I think of just all of the stuff that I internalized. But it was all necessary for me to get to where I am now. So. Some of used to. I think there's something about approaching 40. Listen, Raven, everybody cannot be telling the same lie. And that's what I'm saying. Now, I'm not telling you to just believe anything that anybody is saying. But if there are five people and these five people don't know each other and they're all saying the same thing about you, you really have to look and say, okay, what is it that I can change? So, I'm trying to think what was the main thing that people were saying about me. Um, the main thing about me was that I was, I have this detached way of showing my feelings. I have a lot of male cousins so 
a lot of my male cousins taught me to have this, I don't give a fuck type of attitude because they kind of <laughs> put it in my head that dudes don't really care about women. So you have to treat them how they treat us, meaning, you know, treat them like they treat women. So I had what you would call this, like this dude's mentality. But it kind of, it's, it goes, it's against who I am as a person. So I always felt like it was a front because I am not this tough person. Like, of course, I, I mean, I can be. It's like that whole, I'm not a killer, but don't push me type of thing. So I had to have this demeanor as if I was this tough person because I had to show like, you know, you're not about to run nothing on me. So whenever I would get close to anybody or somebody would get close to me, I would pull away. So I was just breaking up with people left and right. I was the one that's like the hurt people, hurt people type of thing. When I tell you, I was like a hit it and quit it. So now I listen, and this is another thing about me. I try not to, even if it's a serious topic, I try not to take things so seriously. I try to laugh at stuff now because again, I'm not trying to stress about nothing. Life is too short. I get the message from every lesson. I see everything as a blessing and a lesson. Every single thing, all bad things I, I, I can take. I can take everything that happens to me, all the bad things, quote unquote, bad things that have happened to me. I can see the beauty and the lesson in all of them. Danita, you can call me. Hey, T. Vanessa, when I tell you I got bitch tattooed on my thigh, I used to be called a bitch so much that I got a tattoo on my thigh when um, Missy Elliott's song came out. She's a bitch. That was my jam. Listen. <laughs> I used to be called bitch so much I have it tattooed on my leg. <sighs> so the stuff we internalize. So for years, I internalized that. And so I had to keep up with this whole persona that I'm this, I'm this bitch. I don't give a fuck about, I don't give a fuck about that. Nah, we ain't doing this. Oh, you want to such that all I'm a bounce. I stayed just breaking up with people. Like that's all I did. That's true, Vanessa. Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't care. I don't care no more. Like, I really didn't care then, which is why I got a tattooed on me. I'm just like, eh, that, that, don't, that don't affect me. I don't care at all. But I'm saying all that to say, most often than not, a lot of us don't even want to be in relationships. We just don't want to be alone. And when I tell you the alone time is where 
the beauty is. Hey, Gigi Teddy. See, that's my best friend that just came on, right? And she can attest to, in our 20s, we spent almost like every waking second together. She had kids. I had one kid at the time. And I would spend so much time at her house, you would think that I didn't have a house of my own. But I was afraid. I'm going to say afraid. Just for um, lack of another, for a better word. I did not spend any time alone. I grew up an only child. I always had to be around somebody. So if I wasn't in a relationship, I was dealing or messing around with somebody. And if I wasn't dealing or messing around with somebody, which I don't even know if that, listen, I ain't, I don't have no time on this live to go. This is why I'm a, why I advocate now about respecting yourself and respecting your body and knowing your worth and knowing who you are and how we attract what we are and not what we want. This is why I'm always talking about that because for so long, I did not know my worth. So for so long, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I liked, but I didn't take enough time to sit still. I was always on the go. It's because it's we're just like taught that being by ourselves or um, just spending time alone is a bad thing. And it's not. Now I love, I love spending time by myself. And every now and then, of course, it's like, yes, I will intermingle with people, but it's necessary to spend time alone. So if you're constantly asking yourself, well, no, not even ask yourself. If you're constantly saying to yourself, you want a man, you need a man, or you want a man, I mean, want a woman, need a woman, whatever you're saying. If it's just somebody else, ask yourself, are you really, are you really ready for that? Because I know so many people that are in relationships that I don't even want to be. Right. We had keys to each other's houses. We That's all we did. Ripping and running, ripping and running. I went over my friend's house. I was, you know, hanging out, trying to hook up with a dude. It was like, come on. But yes, when I approached, started, when I started approaching my 40s, I was like, this cannot, this cannot be life. This is not, nah. It was just a recurring pattern. In my life, I would give with somebody, be tired of them in a, in a month, three months. And that's because I was just, I'm, I was just tired of myself. The people, okay. Our outer world is just a reflection of our inner world. So if somebody that you're around, this could be anybody, is just irritating the hell out of you. And this goes for anything. It don't have to be bad or negative things, but we're going to say like just negative things at this point. If somebody just highly annoys you, gets on your nerves, there's a high percentage that 
you exhibit those things as well. Right, right, Vanessa. And that's how when I was when I was married before my divorce, I just was saying to myself, I need to be single. I was whole married and just said, I I need to be single. And when I go through my journals, because I have journals from when I was 19, 19 years old to the present, I can I can just flip through random pages. And I was saying to myself, sometimes at 19 years old, sometimes in my 20s, I would say I need to be single. So it's like I knew what I needed to do, but just wouldn't do it. Just being hard headed, just being afraid to just take the damn leap. So when I eventually became single, I was like, this is beautiful. <laughs> this is beautiful. Like, oh, my God. All that time I was just going through. The it's like, OK. I was single for about two and a half years and I did enjoy it, but for the longest time, it's like I kept just jumping in these flings and situationships and it's just like, sit your ass down. We don't want to sit our ass down, but the thing is, if You've done the work and you wholeheartedly just feel like, okay, you want somebody and you feel like you're not attracted. Just really ask yourself, is that really what you want? If you really did do the work, because it's all we are all just energetic beings. We attract to us what we are. Even if you had the worst boyfriend, let me tell you, some part of you, the, the traits in him, some parts of you was in there too. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like we can't just keep blaming other people for our stuff. We can't. That whole narcissistic dude that I attracted three years ago, I can't blame all of that on him. Like, oh, he was horrible. It's like it was something in him that drew me to him and maybe in some unhealed parts of me. We have to, we have to own our own stuff. You said you took what, Danita? It's a good relief to let it go and talk about it. Danita, in, um, inbox me. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. But I just felt compelled to come on and talk about that because now that I have a 26-year-old and almost a 14-year-old, both girls, I talk to them a lot about relationships and also about getting to know themselves because that's one of the biggest problems that I'm finding is that we don't take the time to know ourselves. We just kind of just, we're like thrown into this world, taking on other people's expectations as well of us. So it's like whatever your, your mama wants you to do, your grandparents, um, we're thrown into specific religions and customs and all of this stuff. And sometimes that doesn't go in alignment with who we are. So I'm trying to teach them like to use their voice. I'm not the one that's like, um, you know, in them households, you grow up 
and you just continue these like this generation of stuff. For instance, I allow my 14 year old daughter, if I'm having a conversation with an adult, if she says, excuse me, and she has something to say, long as it's not like personal business, I don't go through that whole get out of here. Grown folks are talking all of that generational stuff that we pass down. So then our kids are afraid to talk to us, don't want to talk to us, don't know if they should. Nobody got time for all of that. I'm here. I'm straight up here. to. I'm the breaker of chains. For real. Now, I'm not going to be disrespectful to the other person. It's like, of course, we're not going to talk about somebody's business. If it's like raunchy, we're not talking about WAP and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, my daughter can come to me. My daughters can come to me and tell me anything or ask me anything. Do you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm teaching them about respecting their bodies, respecting themselves. I don't um, shun conversations about sex because she's 13. And no, we need to talk about it. We need to talk about it. Nobody talked to me about sex until I was already having sex. And even after I was having sex, nobody was talking to me about it. So all these things that we just feel like taboo and should, we need to break, break that. So anyway, what I was saying was I talked to my kids about relationships and just really identifying how they want to be treated. Do you know what I'm saying? How you, how do you want to be treated? It's like we make things harder than it actually has to be. If we have a set of values and we have standards and somebody goes against that, then it's an easy fix. It's like that person isn't for me. But we settle for things and allow people to treat us certain ways because of stuff that we internalize. <sighs> We make things harder than they have to be. We know how we want to be treated. We know what we want. If someone comes in and is not treating us how we want to be treated, then it's really not that hard of a decision. If somebody is calling you out your name, if somebody is making you feel a certain type of way, if somebody is telling you that. So like, for instance, okay. I had this ex-boyfriend, the one that I mentioned already, that was this narcissistic person. He had a lot of trauma. Like both of his parents died. They were both drug addicts. They both died. He didn't heal from that. He had three kids by three different baby mamas. And pretty much I didn't know until I got with him that he was abusive to all three of them. He was just angry. So... When we got together, of course, whatever, like I said, we can't blame, just totally blame the other person. What a, what I was drawn to was we were both creative people. So I was drawn to that. He had his own production company. I was drawn to that. I write, I write films, make films. I needed somebody to make my film. So that's what I was drawn to. But once I got to know him, I'm like, oh, I see why he, why he's single. 
he was very angry. So in a so in abusive. So he started off being verbally abusive until the last straw, it became physical, and we weren't even together at that point because of the type of person that I am. I'm just like, okay, he's like, oh, can we go to dinner for some closure? I had moved, I was done, and it became physical, but He would, because I'm so open about my story, people know that's how I started this whole healing journey because I started vlogging about it like seven years ago. And I would share my story about how I was like this promiscuous teen through my young adulthood. And like I just told you, I was in and out of relationships. But once I learned and got to the root of why I was doing that, what I was looking for, and healed all of that. So I went to, I, I mean, when I meet some people, meet people, that's what I talk about. Not just off the rip, but when you're getting to know someone, you're just like, yes, this is what I write about. This is what, you know, I help other women with. But he kept accusing me of still being out there. So he just, he would keep telling me that I'm a hoe. I'm like, dude, this is what you're not gonna do. <laughs> Did you say two creative people are bad? then that sucks. But that was the one, that was the thing that drew me in. It was like, oh, he got, he can, you know, he makes films and he's an artist. He makes music. It was the worst relationship I've ever been in. The worst. So he would keep saying things like, well, did you sleep with this person? Well, did you sleep with what the what we fucking not going to do? You're not about to go through this whole laundry list. No, this is not what we're about to do. And then I said, you know what? I gotta get out of this. Any of my male friends, he was like, You can't talk to them. People that are my friends that I've never been intimate with, that was of the opposite sex. I couldn't be, I couldn't be friends with them. Super grown, over 40 grown. And I'm like, yeah, what is this? So since I had been single for a while, I'm like, okay, maybe that is the, you know, the problem. I'm talking to my therapist, like, is it because, because usually I could break up with you because I told y'all I was breaking up with people left and right. I can break up with you and be your best friend after because that's how I was <laughs> detached. I was, I was told you I was hitting it and quitting it. I was good until my therapist was like, have you ever thought about why you can be in a relationship with someone, break up with them and be friends with them? I'm like, no, I never thought about that. But that's another story. So here it is. I have these legit friends. I'm not messing around. We're not sneaking around. We're not, you know, on the slide talking about ooh, none of that. He was like, no, you can't. I don't want you talking to him. I'm like, we've been friends since we were in high school. This dude, he was like, you need to stop talking now. And let me tell y'all, there are two friends in particular that everybody in my that's close to me know about. These two main friends. And I stopped talking to them. Because I'm like, maybe that's why. Because you again, y'all gotta understand, I had never, I hadn't been in a quality relationship before because I was in and out. 
I wasn't getting close to anybody. I had all these superficial relationships. So I'm thinking like, maybe that's why I'm not, you know, I haven't had a quality relationship because I got these people on the sidelines kind of, you know? So I went to the, one of them is my, my best friend. We've been best friends for like 10 years. The other one, we've been friends since the nineties. And I stopped talking to both of them. For this crazy, narcissistic, angry dude. So needless, needless to say, I woke up real fast. I was just like, nah, this is stupid. Um, you're not about to control that and blah 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 yada yada. It got it got physical, it ended, whatever. Haven't talked to him. But I do talk to the two guys again because they understood that they were so that they're my friends for real. Because they understood, they just like, look, that is not a healthy relationship, but we're gonna respect your wishes and we're not going to, you know what I'm saying? We're not gonna hold that against you. It's nothing. But again, even though I stayed in it one day longer than I should have, but I was able to get out of it because I kept saying to myself, I don't like the way he makes, you know, he makes me feel aside from the other stuff, because we'll stay somewhere because y'all already know, because I'm not trying to make this graphic, but y'all know we'll stay somewhere because of some pain, right? Listen, never worth it. So we'll, we'll tell ourselves like, oh, because they have a good side, all of us, nobody is all one thing. All, no one is all good and no one is all bad. That's the trickery that goes on. So we're telling ourselves, well, because when it's a good day, it's good. Everything is good until it's not. But when you have to deal with being questioned everywhere you doggone go, being questioned if you slept with such and such, because you're telling somebody, if somebody keeps constantly throwing your past and throwing your past up in your face when you, listen, I've done too much work to get to where I am for you to be bringing up the old me. I don't have time for that. I don't. So ask yourself, hey, Karen, do you really want that thing? And if you do, did you do what is necessary to attract that to you? So that goes with, I mean, I'm mainly saying this about relationships. Because I was talking about women, and I'm seeing a lot of women who are just in these relationships with these men. It could be women too, in relationships with women, in relationships with these people where they're not getting what they want or they're standing it for whatever reason. And it's because we are not honoring who we are. And we are not being real with what it is that we want or really fully know our worth. We don't have to stay with somebody because we got a kid with them. We don't. We don't. 
We don't have to stay with somebody who is constantly just like cheating on us and disrespecting us and making us feel like we can't we can't do better. Like we don't we don't have to accept that. So while if you're out here, you're single and you feeling like it ain't no good men out here. That is not true. That is absolutely not the truth. There are plenty of good men out here, just like there are plenty of good women out here. But you are attracting what you are attracting because of who you are. So I couldn't sit up here and be saying I want to give us somebody that's going to treat me right when I'm cheating on everybody. Like I have like never not cheated on anybody. Never. But that was before I healed. So now I'm delivered. Ooh, listen, that's all I have to say, y'all. If y'all, um, I did write up a, a healing guide because I'm finding that a lot of people ask me when I started my healing journey, like, how did I start? What did I do? Because I told y'all, I, I, like, I read. I would spend eight hours easy just reading. Aside from just, like, going to therapy and talking to somebody and all of that, I did, um, I just been doing the work and it feels lovely so if y'all i'm gonna put it in a, let me see i'm gonna put it across the screen the screen i'm gonna put it in the chat too if y'all want like a free healing guide because some of y'all could possibly use it let me show y'all yeah see I love doing graphics and stuff. Hey, Ty. But make sure y'all share this video with somebody who y'all feel like it will resonate with. And just share it. Just period. But that's all I had to say about why we don't get what we want. We have to be clear about what it is that we want. And we got to make sure that it, that's, that's exactly what, I mean, if that's what we actually want. Do the work. Like, if you out here being trash, don't, don't think you're going to get somebody that's quality anything. That's like for real. Do the work. Be honest. And go to that link. If y'all want to see some of the tools and like some of the books I read to get me to where I am now. Thank you, Raven. Let me just say, I was a whole mess. A whole mess. I got so much, so many stories. I'm like the, I'm the human vault. I got so many stories. So many stories, but Danita, oh, okay, I share with myself because I need to do more work. Like I said, inbox me. Download the um, download the little freebie. I'm trying to think. Hold on. I think that's the link. <laughs> I think it's the link. So thank y'all for coming on.
I ain't gonna do. I'm not gonna talk too much longer. Jesus, I'm not gonna talk too much longer because, like I said, I got stories for days. I'll be back to share another story about respecting yourself, respecting your bodies, and attracting what you want. That kind of stuff. <sighs> Until next time, y'all. Bye.